So first off, Mike, welcome back. Oh, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. I took a much needed vacation with the family and got to visit Southern California for a few days. So we did the whole Universal Studios and Disneyland thing for a few days and then went on a four night cruise, which was awesome. And yeah, to the listeners out there, probably never even realized I was gone because we did our best to make sure we still had episodes of Rocket Chip coming out every week. Yeah, it's true. I mean, our listeners really had no reason to miss you, but hey, I did. So welcome back. I appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, I, I you know tried to stay away from work as best I could. And I wouldn't say I went through a total digital detox, but I did try to stay off some of the apps that I sometimes find myself losing time on and, you know, just be in the moment for a week. So you managed to stay off Twitter while you were gone? Well, I mean, honestly, I've kind of been off Twitter for quite a bit these last few months, if you've noticed. I mean, I probably... I don't know, should be tweeting a lot for work reasons, I guess. But I don't know, these last few months, I've just noticed that engagement's gone way down for actually a lot of people, unless you're a paying member, which I'm not. And many of the people that I follow and get value out of from Twitter, they seem to be quieter and some of them just gone away. And what does come up in my feed just ends up giving me more anxiety than any sort of joy. So yeah, I don't know, for me, Twitter just hasn't been an app that I've been turning to lately. Yeah, so, okay. What about Threads then? Is this a new home for you? Ah, Threads. That's the new app from Meta that's <laughs> sort of been the talk of the town these last few weeks, right? That's one of the reasons why Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are set to face off in that MMA cage fight, which I wish was a joke, but it's not a joke. We already did an episode on it. Yeah, and I, I actually thought we could focus on Threads today. So. I mean, I'll tell you about my experience with Threads later on in the episode, but you know, it launched the beginning of this month and yeah, I don't know, probably a good time to check in and see how things are going there. All right, well, let's do it. So let's start our own thread on Threads. I love what you did right there, Michael. Let's do that <laughs> right after we roll this intro. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. First, though, let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI-Safety-Security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI-Safety-Security. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, 
DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is supported by Trustonomy, an original podcast from OneTrust. Every good relationship you have, personal or business, it involves trust. But we all know that trust doesn't just happen, right? We've all lost trust in a friend or a brand or a product. Trustonomy is a new podcast that looks at true stories from the past to understand how trust works and what makes it stronger and how to rebuild it when it's broken. Now, you know, I'm a sucker for a good podcast that weaves historical stories and relates it to what's happening today. So I thoroughly enjoyed this Trustonomy episode and recommend that you check that out as well. Search for Trustonomy in your podcast player. We'll also include a link in the show notes. Many thanks to the OneTrust team for their support. Okay, Threads. It's a brand new social media app launched in early July of this year. Many people have referred to it as an alternative to Twitter because, well, it looks, it feels a lot like Twitter. You follow people, there are limited character posts, there's infinite scroll, you can like, comment, retweet. I think they call that repost. <laughs> right, right. That's right. <laughs> repost. Basically, it looks and feels a lot like a Twitter clone. It does. It does. But might it be the app that finally unseats Twitter like others that have come along and tried to do? Or is it already dying just weeks after its launch? That is the question. Well, that is the question, and we'll get there. But first, we should go back a bit. There's been some rumblings in the past about Meta possibly trying to roll out a competitor to Twitter. But it was May of this year where they made it official and confirmed those rumors. In response to an inquiry from TechCrunch, a Meta spokesperson commented, we're exploring a standalone decentralized social network for sharing text updates. We believe there's an opportunity for a separate space where creators and public figures can share timely updates about their interests. Yeah, and that was really the first time that Meta acknowledged that it was, in fact, ready to compete with Twitter in a more direct way than its Facebook and Instagram products already do. Just a couple of weeks later, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg was sitting down with Lex Friedman on his podcast and opened up a bit about these efforts. There is a project. You know, I've always thought that sort of a text-based kind of information utility um, is just a really important thing to society. And for whatever reason, I feel like Twitter has not lived up to what I would have thought its full potential should be. And I think that the current, you know, I think Elon thinks that, right? That's probably one of the reasons why he bought it. And, um, and I do think that there are ways to... to consider alternative approaches to this. And one that I think is potentially interesting um, is this open and federated approach where you're seeing with Mastodon, and you're, you're seeing that a little bit with Blue Sky. And I, I think that it's possible that something that melds some of those ideas with the graph 
an identity system that people have already cultivated on Instagram could be a, a kind of very welcome contribution to that space. But I don't know, we work on a lot of things all the time though too. So I, I don't want to get get ahead, get ahead of myself. I and mean, we, we have we have projects that explore a lot of different things. And this is certainly one that, that I think could be interesting. Somewhat tight lit there, but Zuckerberg admitted that Meta was going to have its own point of view on a text-based social media network to go right up against Twitter along with other federated platforms like Blue Sky and Mastodon. Yeah, two other apps that were supposed to be Twitter killers. And, well, I don't really know how either of those apps have made a dent into Twitter at this point. Probably not any more, say, than Twitter itself has made a dent in Twitter. But that's a whole nother episode. The question is, could this Project 92 app that Meta was working on be the app that unseats Twitter? And why? You know, like with apps like Facebook and Instagram, why create another standalone app that focuses on this text-based approach? Zuckerberg does go into this a bit in the interview with Lex Friedman. Let's go back to that interview. Well, I think text is very accessible for people to transmit ideas and to have back and forth exchanges. Um, so it, I think, ends up being a good, a good format for discussion in, in a lot of ways, uniquely good, right? If you look at um, you know, some of the other formats or other networks that have focused on one type of content, like TikTok is obviously huge, right? And, and there are comments on TikTok, but, you know, I think the architecture of the service is very clearly that you have the video is the primary thing and there's, you know, comments after that. But I think one of the unique pieces of having text-based comments, uh, like content, is that the comments can also be first class. Mm-hmm. And that makes it so that conversations can just filter and, and fork into all these different directions and in a way that's that can be super useful. So I think there's a lot of things that are really awesome about the experience. It just always struck me. I, I always thought that, you know, Twitter should have a billion people using it. But but I mean, look, we hit certain thresholds over time where, you know, we kind of plateaued early on and it wasn't clear that we were ever going to reach 100 million people on Facebook. And then we got really good at dialing in internationalization and helping the service grow in different countries. And, um, and, and that was like a whole competence that we needed to develop and, um, and helping people basically spread the service to their friends. That was one of the things, once we got very good at that, that was one of the things that made me feel like, Hey, if, if Instagram joined us early on, then I felt like we could help grow that quickly. And same with WhatsApp. And I think that that's sort of been a core competence that we've developed um, and been able to execute on. And others have too, right? I mean, ByteDance obviously have done a very good job with TikTok and and have um, you know reached more than a billion people there. But um, but it's certainly not automatic, right? I think you need you need a certain level of of um, of, of execution to basically get there. And you know, I think for whatever reason. I think Twitter has this great idea and, and sort of magic in the service, um, but I, I they, they just haven't kind of cracked that piece yet. And I think that that's made it so that you, you're seeing all these other things, whether it's Mastodon or um, or, or Blue Sky, um, that that I think are you know maybe just different different cuts at the same thing. So it sounds like Zuckerberg is saying that the idea for Twitter is a huge idea, so big in fact that it should have billions of users. But its execution for whatever reason is just off. Seemingly it was off before Elon Musk acquired the platform, but also given that Meta was ready to launch its own competitor, 
I'll infer from Zuckerberg's comments that he believes Twitter's execution is still off post-acquisition as well. And so earlier this month, Meta brought Project 92 to fruition, naming it Threads and launching it publicly. Here's more on the launch from MSNBC. Threads takes direct aim at Elon Musk's struggling app for 30 million people signing up in less than 24 hours. The launch is also intensifying an ongoing feud between Musk and Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg. It appeared to reach a boiling point today when, according to Semaphore, Twitter threatened to sue Meta, accusing it of poaching former employees. So Threads launches and, yes, sees over 30 million people signing up in just 24 hours, which is just an incredible start. NBC News senior reporter Ben Collins talks more about that launch here. 30 million uh, downloads in a day, probably more than that at this point. You know, that's like, that's more than New York State. That's more people than, there, than are in New York State. That's a big deal. Um, and there's a reason Twitter is freaked out. Um, you can see here, uh, people are just going over because they have this idea that it might be better. So many longtime Twitter users made the leap to threads to see if it might be a better alternative. But the question is, is it? Well, we're going to get there. More on the threads launch and whether it's actually a viable competitor to Twitter and how things are going now that it's been up and running for the past few weeks after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Before the break, we started diving into the launch of Threads, a brand new text-based social media app launched by Meta in an effort to go toe-to-toe with Twitter. But it's not the first Twitter competitor out there. There have been federated apps like Mastodon and Blue Sky who have launched recently have made their own efforts to unseat Twitter as the social media app of choice. But Meta is the first competitor that had the chops in terms of pre-existing scale, which honestly, it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier to get early signups when you already have nearly over 2 billion monthly active users on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and that's not combined. That's for each of those products. Yeah. What's that old saying about the easiest way to make a million? Yeah, I think it's like start with 10 million. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And well, the same goes here. The easiest way to achieve product growth for a new app is most likely already having access to a vast number of users. If your other apps already have billions of users using them every month, well, the chances you'll find quick success is probably a lot higher than if you're starting from scratch. Yeah, that pre-existing scale that Meta already had with its other businesses, it's probably the number one reason why Threads ended up becoming the number one fastest growing app in the history of the internet. That and a seamless onboarding experience for those existing users. In fact, Threads reached 100 million users in just five days, which is unheard of. To hear more about the epic growth of Threads out of the gate, let's cut to CNBC's Julia Bernstein on the exchange. Now, Threads hit that 100 million user mark so quickly, and it was really because of the ease of signing up for Instagram's 2 billion users. Mark Zuckerberg posting on Threads, quote, that's mostly organic demand, and we haven't even turned on many promotions yet. 
Instagram head Adam Oseri saying of the speed of the amps ramp, ramp, quote, it's insane, I can't make sense of it. Now this launch does make Threads the fastest growing app in history, topping ChatGPT, which reached 100 million users in two months. And Sensor Tower reports that it's the most downloaded free app in the US, both in the App Store as well as in the Google Play Store. Thread's success does seem to be having a negative impact on rival Twitter, which had 238 million monetizable daily active users as of its last quarterly earnings as a public company, which was last summer. A screenshot of Twitter traffic shared on Sunday by Cloudflare CEO Matthew Prince shows what he describes as Twitter traffic tanking. And data analytics company SimilarWeb reports that Twitter's web traffic declined 5% in the first two full days. Threads was generally available from the prior week and down 11% from the same two days the last year. That's just incredible growth. But again, if you have billions of users and you make it very easy for those users to download your app, it certainly helps you find that growth quickly. And just how was Threads making it easy for users of their other platforms to download Threads? Well, it happened mostly with its Instagram app significantly. Right in the Explore page, if you type Threads in the search bar, a little emoji ticket appeared, and you can click through to claim your Threads profile. It was trending, so I'm sure that many people came in that way. You can also just simply download the app from the iOS or Google Play App Store. If you're an Instagram user, it's super easy to create your profile and find people to follow as your account just sort of ports over. Whoever you're following on Instagram, you can easily follow them on threads and a click of a button. So your profile is also instantly populated too. So the onboarding process that they were able to create was incredibly simple. And onboarding is one of those things that often gets overlooked when launching new apps, but it's just a great example of how critical it really is. If you do it right, it could reduce the friction and help people do, well, exactly what you want them to do, which is sign up for your product. Vonnie Quinn at Bloomberg talked about this growth as well as what we may be able to expect over the next couple of years. 100 million, it's massive. And we're getting estimates now as to what we could see over the next couple of years. So Mark Mahaney over at Evercore ISI, very well-respected Wall Street analyst, he says that threads could reach close to 200 million daily active users in the next two years. And perhaps the more important figure there is that it could generate about $8 billion in annual revenue over the next two years. Now, for Meta as a whole, $8 billion, it's a drop in the bucket, right? But data compiled by Bloomberg show analysts expect Meta itself to generate $156 billion in average annual revenue in fiscal 2025. So as you can see, Compared to that, it's almost nothing, but compared to Twitter's last year of revenue, it's actually a lot more than what Twitter had in sales and revenue. Twitter coming in in its last full year as a public company with something like $5.5 billion of sales and revenue. Also, we know there's a lot of advertisers that are looking for a new place to go. They don't particularly want to be on Twitter these days, and so perhaps Meta and its new threads will pull in some of those advertisers. And it's not just Evercore, ISI, and Mark Mahaney saying this. KeyBank Capital markets also sees the app bringing in several billion dollars he didn't put an, a number on that several billion but justin patterson says it will be an, an immaterial competitor as far as meta goes but material as far as twitter goes so as a major part of meta's business maybe not it's likely to be a small slice but as a major competitor to twitter well many analysts expect that yes it could be a very real threat Quinn goes on to talk about the overall user sentiment with threads thus far. 
Users, by the way, have been fairly positive at the beginning, at least, for Threads. They're enjoying the experience, saying it's pretty positive of a platform. There's a lot of well-being and well, good feeling on there. It's maybe not as polarizing. We'll have to see how long that lasts. It's very possible that that won't last as long as it might. Data compiled by Bloomberg show that a lot of polarizing figures that were on Twitter have migrated to Threads. They may not be so-called threading yet, but they're there. And so there is the possibility for disinformation and all of the problems that Twitter had to migrate to Threads too. Not saying that that's going to happen. So maybe we could summarize that as sort of cautiously optimistic. Well, it sounds like people like looking for, you know, a more positive environment and they're finding that in threads and those bad actors. I mean, they can sign up for threads, too. But right now they're they're not quite as active as they seem to be on Twitter. Users may be happy thus far that the experience isn't so volatile and dividing. But what about the product itself? Is it a better product? Well, no, I mean, it, it's just not not yet anyway. Let's go back to that MSNBC segment where NBC News senior reporter Ben Collins breaks that down for us here with Simone Sanders. Right now it's not. It's kind of a messy app. It doesn't really work in the way you expect Twitter to. Okay, wait, it's not better. So tell me, tell me why. Because there are people saying, you know, many people were waiting for a better alternative. I became a threader, I guess, yesterday, but um, it is an app. It's not a website. And I think that is one of the biggest differences between Twitter and this new platform. Yeah, so there are a bunch of differences right now. First of all, like you said, you can't access it on a desktop or a browser or whatever. That's just not available yet. Um, also, it's not chronological yet. So you're going to get stuff from 15 minutes ago or half an hour ago. So it's not really good at things that just happened. If you're trying to figure out if an earthquake just happened or if a terror attack just happened or something, it's not really made for that yet. But what it does have, what's built into this, is the Instagram user base, the Instagram verification user base. And also, it has content moderation. And I know for the last few years, uh, content moderation has become uh, rebranded as censorship. The idea that if you say a bunch of racial slurs, you should be able to uh, say whatever you want on any platform and say there no matter what. Uh, Instagram and Facebook never really believed in that. They kept taking people off their platform who harass people on their platforms. So what you have now is a kind of a cleaner space, an easier space for a regular person to use on a day-to-day basis, whereas Twitter, you just get, frankly, a bunch of Nazis. Okay, well, it's it's not just a bunch of Nazis on Twitter, <laughs> to be fair. I mean, there are also get-rich-quick gurus and disinformation spreaders as well. No, all kidding aside, there are all sorts of people on Twitter, just regular users who post memes or fantasy football analysts or your good old local influencers. So lots of people on Twitter. So just we could be real here. But Twitter doesn't have as much content moderation as Threads will have. On the other hand, Threads doesn't have a lot of features yet. It's more of a bare bones experience. I mean, you can't even post a video. You can't see a chronological feed on Threads quite yet. And it's been out for months, so we'll give them some time on that. But is it fair to say that Threads is a better app? Probably not yet. Does it have the potential to be? Maybe. Time will tell. Or will it? Despite the explosive, record-setting growth, is Threads already starting to die off? More on that after a quick break. Okay, before the break, we learned about how this new text-based social media platform from Mark Zuckerberg's Meta, Threads, 
is already becoming a fierce competitor to Elon Musk's Twitter. And we've learned all about the explosive growth that it's experiencing, including being the fastest app in the history of the internet to reach 100 million users. They did that in just five days. But is Threads the next TikTok or is it the next Google Plus? Despite all the positive growth metrics that Threads can point to, there are some that are saying that the party may be over a lot sooner than we all think. According to CNN, after surpassing 100 million user signups in less than a week, user engagement on Threads has certainly slowed. Threads daily active users fell from 49 million on July 7th, two days after its launch, to 23.6 million last Friday, according to a report published this week by web traffic analysis firm SimilarWeb. The app's average usage time also fell from 21 minutes to just six minutes over the same time frame. Now, in the early days of a product, you want all your metrics to be going up and to the right, right? Like you don't want to see things like daily active users and usage time falling so early on in the product's life. The real question is, is this just a sign that the honeymoon phase has ended and now it's time to really start measuring? Or is this the beginning of the end for Threads? In a recent News Nation segment, Lydia Moynihan asked, is Threads just a fad? Here's her answer. Yes. You know, Adrian, you called this. You said, I'm going to wait and see yep. what happens before I sign up for another social media platform. And you were right, because it was pretty amazing that in the span of a couple days, they got 100 million users. But of course, the rubber meets the road when you actually see who is not just signing up for that, but who's actually continuing to use the platform. And since last weekend, the amount of time that people are spending on threads has dropped by 50%. So not really inspiring confidence that this is gonna stick around. Now, of course, Instagram is saying, hey, look, we only need one in four Instagram users uh, to be using this platform to make it as successful as Twitter. But now people don't even know if that's going to happen. They also know that people don't need to spend as much time on threads because unlike Twitter, the goal isn't to doom scroll. It's a different kind of content that they want people to be posting. Um, but that's kind of a problem in and of itself. And it's not the kind of content that's sticky that you want to continue looking at. So, Michael, it's a fair question. We saw record breaking growth, but now we're seeing usage drop big time. So... What do you think? Is Threads a fad or does it actually have staying power? And I'll share my point of view on it, which is that I really don't know yet. Come on, Mike. You can't just like cop out like that. <laughs> All right. I <laughs> guess that was a non-answer, right? All right. I'll say this. Did I expect the growth to just continue to be at that record pace? No, I don't think it's fair to expect that. Uh, in fact, now that we're past that first month of sort of curiosity for everybody, I, I think now is really the time that we should start looking at the metrics and see how things keep going. Um, right now, it does seem like Threads is pretty much a me too product, uh, but with content moderation, right? Doesn't necessarily seem any better than Twitter. Um, it's not quite as negative, but that can change. You know, I, I don't know if I would bet on it staying that way in the long term. Could they roll out new features? Yes, and they definitely will. But Facebook's never really been known for being a first mover when it comes to, you know, amazing new features in its products. So I don't know. I mean, when it comes down to it, do I think threads will stick around or will it kill off Twitter? It's like, yes and no. I don't necessarily seeing it die off early, but I don't see it killing Twitter either. I mean, if Twitter's going to die at any point, it will be Twitter killing Twitter. Again, before threads, you know, my usage on Twitter has gone way down. Many of the people I follow and got value from 
they're just not as active on Twitter anymore. Some people are, but it just sort of feels like, you know, I'm at this party where most of the people I wanted to be hanging out with left. And now I'm just stuck there with people that I didn't want to be <laughs> hanging out there with. So I don't, for me, it almost doesn't even matter if Thread sticks around as far as Twitter's concerned, because I just feel like my personal relationship with Twitter has just changed so much recently. So what about you? Like, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on it too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've got another Google plus on our hands here. I, I think like generally when products like this are developed simply to take down a, a competitive product, it rarely works. I think for meta it's worked in the past when they've integrated like Snapchat features into Instagram. I think when we're asking people to yet download another app for them to use, there really needs to be like a 10 X improvement on the, the current app. And they haven't done that. They've basically given us Twitter, but not negative. And Mark Zuckerberg and the meta team, I don't think anyone has faith in them that they're going to keep it not negative. They're going to pursue whatever brings in the profits as they've done with Facebook. Facebook, you know, the, the kind of misinformation is infamous for being spread on Facebook because they refuse to put any of the the kind of content guards in place. So I don't think they're the team that's going to create a positive Twitter. And I don't think they're they're really building an inspired product here because they haven't really brought anything new to the table for Thread. So I think we're, we're, we're probably dealing with a couple more hype cycles around new features that Threads releases over the next couple months, but it's even less inspired than the Google Plus where you had like your circles and your your, your groups of friends. At least there was a, a thread of innovation with Google Plus that, that kind of drove that initial excitement. Um, I don't see that with Threads, so I, I think we're, we're probably dealing with a shutdown here in a year or two. That's just my, my guess. I think Meta would probably be better off trying to imagine what the next generation of social media really looks like rather than copying the social media from now probably 15 years ago is really where Twitter took off. So anyway, just my opinion. I, I have not downloaded Threads, and to be honest, I'm not really interested in spending too much time there. Yeah. Hey, fair enough. You know, I, I think the reality is you and I have no idea what will happen. Yes. But we'll, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what does happen. Maybe Musk and Zuckerberg could like put both companies up for grabs in that winner take all <laughs> MMA cage fight. And maybe that's how they could settle which company survives. Right. You know, I wouldn't put it past these guys. Maybe that's exactly what's going to happen. I guess I was just going to have to see. But uh, <laughs> but that is going to wrap things up for now. So. If you, listeners, have your own take on Twitter and threads, you can let us know what you think. You could find me on Twitter. I am still there at at Belcito or on threads as at Mike Belcito. So either way, you could find me and let me know what you think. <laughs> All right. Well, for Mike Belcito, I'm Michael Saka, and this is Rocketship.fm. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network. And if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.